wonderful, wonderful. Well, first things first, let's start this off really, really simple. And I want to check in. How's your day going so far? Yeah, not so bad, man. Not so bad. It's a, it's a bit rainy in Scotland, but, you know, that's kind of par for the course, as they say. <laughs> of course. Well, does anybody know anything about Scotland? It's rainy and that's about it. It's not a beautiful country like or anything like that. the first thing rain. everybody thinks. It's bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, How's the weather oh, where you are? At the moment, it's all right. Looking out the window, okay. it's sunny, it's all right. Uh, but good. it's England as well, you never know. September as well, too. Sure. How about, um, so obviously we're reaching the latter portion of 2023. Are you satisfied with what North Atlas has accomplished so far this year? Uh, well, absolutely. <clears throat> we set out to make another EP, our second ever EP. Uh, wait, uh, longer Shadow Attached to the Ankle. So uh, we, we, we came out with that, and uh, I'm very, very pleased with that, man. We, we played Download Festival this year, which was a lot of fun, and the weather was a damn sight better than today. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy this year, I think. Yeah, looking forward to the next one. A high point download, a high point of uh, the North Atlas career to date, you reckon? I would say so, man. I would say so. It was a great, it was a great reception, man. And, you know, obviously Download is a, it's a big deal for, for every heavy guy, you know. I mean, our bass player, I think, has a download tattoo, you know what I mean? So for him, it was like, a, oh, wow, this is a moment, you know? So, yeah, it was fantastic. A nice bucket list moment. One more ticked off. Sure. 100%. Well, we are, we are, of course, uh, one week out from the release of your brand new EP, The Longest Shadow Attached to the Ankle. Where's your head at with it right now? Are you at a point where you just kind of want it out? Are you still enjoying the ride? Yeah, man. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Well, we've got, we're releasing it. I think it's the day before we play in Glasgow. So this will be the first ever headline tour we've ever done in the UK. So mm -hmm. I think I'm looking forward to that day especially, you know, because we're going to get to play some of these new songs live. We're going to get to get out there and blow the cobwebs off them, man. So I am very excited, very excited. From your perspective, what was different about North Atlas when you compare this EP to the previous and debut EP, Await for the Heavy Handed? I think the songs are maybe a bit, maybe a bit better put together. Okay. You know, with the weight for the heavy handed, uh, a lot of that was written in uh, lockdown. So, you know, I was in a flat in Glasgow and we were working with uh, our producer and friend Dan Weller and we were going back and forth, you know, over Zoom and whatnot. It's not, and it's not quite the same as being in the room together with your friends and your band and putting together songs, you know. So I think, I think Longer Shadows perhaps a bit, more together song-wise but that's not to say that i don't think wait for the heavy handed has its moments you know you feel like as a group um being able to write together after obviously you know kind of working in lockdown and uh that style of things it went on for quite a while as well we got bear that in mind it wasn't like it was a two-month period it was uh over two years effectively so do you sure. think like you felt stronger um when it came to writing this ep well i mean i i mean i write the songs myself so i guess mm. i guess are my songs but when we go together in the studio man and you're in a band environment and you know you're you're playing with a guitarist and a drummer it's like it can it's beyond anything else you know like the energy of a song and its relevance to you is only really realized i think when it's played as a live thing as a band so i think that's i suppose for me what was exciting about being in the studio and what i liked about this ep maybe more so than the last one no, that makes, of course, a lot of sense. It, oh, it's almost a traditional way of doing things, really, these days, um, of course. But uh, try is there anything that you can point at 
from say being forced to do it online and zoom and all that that you can say well you know what that was still quite positive yeah well i'll tell you man i recorded the vocals for our song house of mirrors i recorded it like in my bedroom and i had my uh, my sheet against the wall to you know the reflection filter would usually be there for a vocalist in the studio so i had my little bat cave in the, in my little flat in glasgow and one of the weirdest things, man, was, you know, like in the middle of some of my takes, there was a guy just doing DIY upstairs. So there was these mad electronic noises just coming through, man, you know. So it was a it was a different vibe. And I guess feeling like everyone was in that together. Everyone was in the lockdown together. And I mean, yep. my neighbor upstairs, I know him, he's a good mate. And it was that way that it's like, well, geez, man, yeah, we're all stuck in house. We're all frustrated. And the song House of Mirrors is about that. You know, it's about that sort of having to spend long periods of time on your own and being so self-reflective that it can become damaging, you know. So there was no there was never any doubt that North Atlas was still going to be a thing, because, of course, uh, lockdown and being locked away and not really been able to do anything normal um, yeah. kill, kill a lot of bands. It did. And it was a real shame, man. It was a real shame. But uh uh, yeah, I don't think it, it diminished my want to do this. You know, I, I, I kind of just got my head down to writing. And uh, and I think that some some of the lyrics from that EP certainly reflect that. So I think in that respect, it was positive. A weird positive, but, you know, positive nonetheless. Yeah, any positives that can be taken out of that period of time is worth 100%. shouting about. 100%. How uh, how quickly after the debut EP did the songs from this new EP start coming together? Uh, some of them, I think, were on on the road to completion before. You know, I think some of the at least the the lyrical ideas were there. Uh, I mean, I, I I like to sit in songs for quite a while. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you can just throw them right out because they're relevant right now to you as an artist or as a band. But sometimes there are those sort of things that you really sit with you and resonate with you that you want to work on for a long time. So, you know, I write a lot, man, you know, and I, mm. I think about, I think about the lyrics and the meaning behind what we're trying to do a lot. So I think sometimes it can take a while. So, yeah. Has the sort of evolution and advancement of your sound, things you would have learned from the first EP that you've now taken into the second things that you've learned as a songwriter um, over the last few years, been an easy process. Does it, is it, is it quite comfortable for you? Yeah, man. Well, the most the most important thing for me as a songwriter has been to be as truthful as possible. So when you you know when you're young and you start out in a band, you know you don't you haven't had many experiences in life. You know you've you've mm. done a few things, you've dated a few girls. It's fucked up. I mean, I mean, plenty times fucked it up. So, <laughs> but uh, for sure, you learn more as you get older, and you learn as a songwriter if you stay in a band for as long to keep it as real as possible. And I think in many ways it becomes so much easier. The older you get, you get to you get to really drill down to who you are and what you want to say. You're not just sort of doing the the whole thing. Oh, what may, what what do people want to hear? It's more like, well, what do I want to say and what should I say? That's but that real. level, but that level of honesty and self reflection potentially, you while it can come easier as you get older, it can still be incredibly difficult for a lot a lot of people. Um, is that something your findings getting easier to open up and be more yourself? Definitely, definitely wholeheartedly uh yeah i mean it's uh it's funny you know a lot of my songs are, are about being anxious you know having anxiety and and and, and feeling a an odd self-consciousness at times and it's kind of it's an odd juxtaposition to want to sing so much 
about that openly, yet it's such a personal and uh, and scary thing sometimes having anxiety. So I guess it's um, yeah, I guess as I've gotten older, I've learned that there's a kind of cathartic way to deal with that, and perhaps that's how I deal with it, man. If you don't want me asking, when you say anxiety, is that more from a personal level or is it related to the band? Um, well, yeah, it's like a personal anxiety, you know, it's uh, it's something that I, I guess, yeah, but I guess not as a, a performer. Of, uh, not as a performer, no, I don't feel it when I go on stage, you know, I don't mm. feel like, I don't feel anxious up on stage or anything. I feel more like this is what I mean about it being a juxtaposition, you know, you kind of you're quite. Yeah, you're quite wound up in your own head and you get on stage and it's the very opposite. You're there with everybody else and you're all one, you know, and that's that's part of the feeling of having anxiety. It's feeling like you're not one with other people. You're on your own and you're isolated. But on stage, it's the very opposite. It's like you're together with everybody and, and you're sharing the experience. So it's kind of, yeah, as I would say, cathartic. A nice outlet to have. Everybody kind of needs one if they can find one, really. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I know a lot of people... A lot of friends of mine will, will work out, you know, they'll lift weights oh, or yeah. do whatever, you know, and get the adrenaline going, I guess, like on stage, you know, and being at the gym, I think is something I've done over the years, but there's something about that as well. You know, you're not so self-conscious because you're all there, you're all struggling to do something. So I think there's a, there's plenty outlets that people have, and I think they're wonderful things to find. Well said. Did you have a clear vision for what you actually wanted to do with this release from the start? For example, was it always going to be an EP? Yes. Mm. We'd always planned, we'd always planned to do, I think, three EPs. I think we're going to do this one and then another one. We have a plan to do that. That's the, the current plan. So, yeah, yeah, we wanted to do EPs, man, you know, uh, bite-sized pieces of where we're at as, as artists and as a band. Because an album's a big thing, man. You know, you put yeah. an album out, it's like it's it's a definitive thing and it's got to be, and it's also expensive <laughs> to put a record out. People don't realise that when you're a kid. You just think, ah, I'll just record on Garage Band. And it's like, no chance, man. It's like thousands of pounds per track, you know. It's crazy. Are you also kind of conscious of how music is consumed these days? These bite-sized four or five track releases sometimes get a bit more traction than a full 12-track album. Yes, I think so. I think people prefer that. No, I think mm. that they like from a new band like North Atlas. We're just starting out, I guess, relatively. So it's like, you know, they don't want to be bombarded with a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, you know, here's an EP. Check it out. Listen to Metallica or whatever next. Come back to it. We'll put something else out, you know. And then by the time we have an album, then you can have the full listening experience in your car or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but I get that. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, uh, as much as I love albums, I still love that format and will. Um, you know, having a regular drop of every couple of months, a new EP, new singles, videos and so on, just keeps you at the forefront of the mind. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, it's this, it's part of part of being a new band as well. It's, it's very expensive to uh, to put a load of stuff out, you know. Mm. What, do you, what do you see as... Um, your biggest challenge to kind of pushing the name of North Atlas out there, um, not just even in the UK, but kind of going further afield. Uh, I know, like having having stamina and drive to keep mm. doing it. That's that's always always a thing. You know, there's always sort of parts of your your life you go, "Well, oh, Jesus, maybe I want to go live in Japan for a bit." You know, and, and you go, well, if I do that, then we don't do a third EP, you know, so that's part of life, isn't it? Making these decisions. 
And not that it's been a hard decision to stay the course with Atlas. Not that it's been a hard one, but you know, there are mm. always there are always things in your mind, you know, as you get a little older, you're like, oh man, you know, maybe I want but it's like, no man, you gotta you gotta stick with it. And I do, and my backdrop has fallen down, which is very, very classy, you see. Um, I'd imagine, I'd imagine it's a day by day thing, right? That there are sometimes, you know, like you wake up some mornings and uh, you think, God, I'm just going to give all of this up because it's going nowhere kind of thing. Or days you wake up and you think, oh, my God, we can take on the bloody world, right? 100%. 100%. And I kind of think my mind is sitting like right in between that all the time. <laughs> you know, the terror of how fucking crazy it is to be in a band and to, to, to try and push it at this level. And yeah, man, it's it's quite something. But yeah, it's it's a chaotic life and it's a chaotic thing to do. But, you know, maybe I like the chaos. Maybe mm. there's some comfort in it for me. I don't know. I don't think you have much choice. That's the thing. I, I really don't. <laughs> no, I'm on the track now, man. And I love it. I, I can't I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, you must be pleased, though, with the response to what's been released so far. The general reaction, comments and just talk online is one of positivity. It appears to be. It appears to be. I haven't really heard anybody say anything terrible yet. Not that they haven't. Mm. <laughs> it's just I haven't heard them say it. So, you know, I'm glad people are enjoying it, man. And, and I hope that they continue to do so. Well, four tracks. Four tracks have videos. Um, so I have to ask, is the plan to have one for the long stare too? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I think we're not going to do a video for that. We might do a lyric video might do a lyric video but uh yeah i don't know man there's a, that's that's what i guess four videos mm. for, for the whole ep and i suppose for an ep that's that's a lot of videos i don't want to bore oh, you... people with more videos oh yeah it's very very impressive it really was but as soon as i saw it and since i know it, it was like okay this is this is gonna have a fifth but hey lyric video nonetheless either way that's cool as hell for sure did you have an idea beforehand what might have been the hit of this record or is one track surprising more than any other of the ones that have been released um well i mean we ain't coldplay so i don't think we have any hits <laughs> but in regards to the more invert popular commons. yeah we're gonna have to invert commas there carl I, I with regards to um yeah the more popular songs yeah i'm not sure i'm not even sure what the most popular one is i know people seem to like super ego live mm. and i've heard that people like faster than your thoughts live and i feel that one live man i kind of i kind of think that's that's enjoyable to sing there's a lot of energy in that you know do you think you're gauging then um the appreciation and love of certain tracks and all that less in general live mm -hmm. more than perhaps say streaming numbers and viewing numbers it, like as in am i gauging it more by a live reaction yeah yeah the popularity um yeah well obviously you know house of mirrors has done real well on streaming mm. which is which is cool i'm i'm very very glad people are, are listening to it and uh and absolutely honored and, and humbled but yeah with regards to live yeah i don't know I, we were playing through the set that we're about to do we're about to start this tour in a couple of weeks and we were playing through it yesterday and i don't know i just feel i feel it's a really it's really strong there's not a moment where i'm going oh no i don't know if i believe in that song or i don't know if that sounded so good i'm sort of going well like i'm very happy with the sound of everything you know so yeah with regards to the reaction that we have to it i suppose we'll see as this will be the first time we played a lot of them live 
Indeed, and that's cool in itself. Um, and good for people who have obviously following you up to this point, following the single releases, watching the videos and all that, and I get an opportunity to hear them. When we go, when we look at streaming then and the numbers, so you have House of Mirrors and it does very, very well. Um, is it easy for you to stomach the sort of down point that's going to come? Because obviously when you go, when you hit a high point, realistically, yeah. there's often only one way down. Um, yeah. Are you able to stomach that? Is it something you're comfortable with looking at numbers and seeing sometimes not such a good result? Um, well, I guess, I guess I've, I've been in bands before mm -hmm. and we haven't done so well at times and, and you we've fallen apart, members have fucked off. Can I swear? Sorry, I don't know yeah. if I can swear. Is that okay, yeah, members have fucked off and uh and 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 whatnot. So I guess it's um I've had a lot of low points in music already. So, you know, another one, I don't care. I also don't really care about that sort of stuff, man. You know, Good. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it to be an artist and to write what I want to write. And that is equally the same. If I start writing stuff that I think is shite, mm -hmm. I'm going to stop. You know, like, I'm not here to do some ego thing or to go, oh, I'm in a band, how great that is. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I really love music and I really love being in a band. So whether it, there are high points or low points, I, I, don't, really, I don't really care. I'm, I'm here to, to be in a band, you know. That's good to hear. I'm always interested to gauge every artist and band I speak to about sort of streaming numbers and um, online world because it's such a it's such a massive part of being in a band these days. It really, but it's is. so easy to get obsessed over that sort of thing and get hurt by the lack of um, like like when it doesn't go your way, basically. Right, right, yeah. Well, I think it's something you can't take too seriously, man, because it's not mm. real. It's not real, man. What's real is, is live. It's when you play live. It's when you're in front of people and what they really think. Look, man, Drake has like, what, billions of plays. Like, come on, man. Like, who's, who cares about Drake? <laughs> Drake fans. But yeah, there's millions of streams and you're sitting there thinking, well, who the fuck cares, you know, about streams? It doesn't mean anything. Look, it means something that people are listening to it and that there's fans there listening to it. So don't get me wrong. Please keep streaming it and keep yeah. enjoying it. By all means, but when it comes to those little numbers next to the name, like, who cares, man? You know, it's it, it doesn't mean anything. Drake's got a million, and he's crap. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's yeah. He's okay. he's okay. Yeah, well, uh, each to our own, of course, in that regard. Um, and, of course, like I said, you, you know, you, you said yourself, you need to have silly numbers in streaming to possibly earn any money from that. Um, sure. So, ultimately, uh, you know, you're selling records and t-shirts shows and people coming and buying gig tickets is always going to be more beneficial to you so five yeah. tracks five tracks uh five great examples of the north atlas sound and the variety you have to offer so where does the line in the sand appear for you from a creative standpoint as a songwriter uh as in like where i feel is artistically straying into a territory i don't think is good that's I it i don't think that exists for me good. i mean i i really do like a lot of different types of music you know like now i was talking to somebody about this the other day you know the amount that like some of kanye west's like earlier stuff has influenced our our music and the samples mm. that he used right so you know when it comes to you know, going off on a on a musical tangent, you know, we, we do that all the time. We love all sorts of music. I guess the sound of the band isn't likely to go off and sound like an indie band without starting in different band, if you know what I mean. Mm. So 
people will always come from a place heavy rock but you know like that sort of shit influences have you heard it Jesus Kanye West Jesus have you heard it uh, probably probably just by popular like popular plays out in the world I've never gone out of my way I've never put a record on like that it's heavy metal as fuck man <laughs> <laughs> it is it's dark it's vibey and I, we've drawn a lot of influence from loads of different places and that's one of them yeah, I mean, I looked, uh, you know, I looked at sort of like some of your listed influences beforehand, you know, to sort of get a rough idea. And it was so varied um, and which obviously kind of gave me a vibe before. But it still doesn't always fully explain to influences doesn't mean that's what you're going to sound like. It's just something that, you know, you're taking vibes from. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, people seem to describe us as uh, Biffy Clyro and Nine Inch Nails like Smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. They're two opposite bands. Yeah, I feel but like the Biffy Cairo thing comes as well just because of the Scottish thing. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, Biffy are huge to us, man. You know, growing up in in, uh, in the Friesen Gallery, it was, well, yeah, it was huge for us right from the start. Yeah. yeah Nine Inch biggest... Nails are great as well, man. I don't know, like, they're incredible. Incredible band. Yeah, yeah, two of the biggest, biggest rock bands in the entire world, simply as that. There's no question. <laughs> sure. So what right now does the rest of 2023 look like for North Atlas? Uh, talk to me about plans at even place. Obviously, we've got the tour. Yeah, yeah, we got the tour in September, uh, very end of September. Um, we're writing a bunch of stuff at the moment, which we're going to put together as time goes on. We're doing a few festivals. Um, uh, towards the end of the year, you know, and, and yeah, I think that this whole tail end of the year is going to be about thinking about what we're going to get the songs written, get our ideas on on demos and, and go into the studio, perhaps even at the end of this year. OK, so plenty to look forward to, plenty to keep you busy. Plenty. Very much so. What's a realistic goal that you can set yourself and that you would like to accomplish uh, in 2024? Hmm. Well, I think a realistic goal would be to write and put out another EP that we feel as happy about as we do uh, Longer Shadow and Wait for the Heavy Handed. So I think it's going to be about, yeah, feeling like we've we've got something there that's solid, that's real, that's true. And yeah, and then I think that's probably the goal for, for 24. We're going to do a few festivals, we have a few, a few things lined up, which is going to be fun. And yeah, whether we're going to do another tour ourselves or go out with someone else is the is the next choice. All very, very realistic, all easily, easily doable. Hundred um, percent. But for now, right now, September twenty second, uh, the longer shadow attached to the ankle is your brand new EP, Leon. While the it's connection it. holds up, we're not quite done. So fingers crossed, it holds up for this section. Sorry. All right. This is Ozzy Osbourne, and in his head are randomized card questions. Anything and everything is in this. I pull out a random selection, and you 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 answer them. All right, hit me. Right, we begin with. All right, it's band one. What is the best thing about being in your band? Oh man, about being in my band, I love my bandmates. They're the coolest guys ever, man. Like they they raise my cool level up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Atlas fantastic um have you ever had a diva moment on stage 
I mean, maybe when I was younger, mm -hmm. I'm usually pretty chill on stage, man. As I said, it's the place I feel actually the most chill in the world. A diva moment. I maybe shouted at sound engineers a few times when they've been not very nice. Okay. Most of them are great, though. Most sound engineers are amazing, and the show doesn't happen with them. But you sometimes get the occasional asshole, so perhaps there's been that moment when I was younger. Fair enough. <laughs> Have you ever had a nickname? And if so, what is it? Ooh. Ever had a nickname? Ooh. I can't remember. I, have, I got, have I got one? Try to think about the group chats. Yeah. On. You always get nicknamed things. Yeah, yeah. I got the nickname The Big Show, as in the wrestler from the 90s, uh, because the theme tune seemed really appropriate, I guess. And that seems <laughs> to have, have been a thing. <laughs> so the guys sometimes do that. I was doing an interview in Luton, and, and my friend sang it as I entered the room, and I think that's when it started. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah that would be that introduction to his theme music would be an amazing way to come out on stage too it would be incredible man like jesus <laughs> okay have you ever vomited on your own shoes oh hundreds of times of course who hasn't <laughs> who hasn't it's, it's too easy that's every weekend <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to pizza order pizza Mm. what's on the top God. Uh, I like olives uh, chilies that sort of thing yeah oh, okay. what's your feeling about pineapple man I can go pineapple well there is there is a there is a one of the questions in here I know because it's come up in the past is about pineapple and pizza so forget it let's do that then pineapple yeah. and pizza yes or no definitely yes well into it well into it just... Anchovies too, by the way. Anchovies are awesome on pizza. Anchovies, I'm cool with, but pineapple on pizza, I've never enjoyed. I've never enjoyed. Uh, I'm not one of those that think like you can't have it because hey, put whatever the hell you want on a pizza. But <laughs> did, did yeah. you guys have it down, down your way? Did you have Morrison's in Scotland used to do a thing uh, where they would have like sweet pizzas, so they'd have like Cadbury's buttons and all that sort of nonsense on it. It was like Ooh. heart attack city. Did you guys have that, or was it a uniquely weird Scottish thing? I've never seen that. My local, my local is a Morrison's. I pretty much have to do shopping there every every week, yeah. and I've never seen sweet pizzas. It's bad, man. They're awful. They're terrible. But maybe it's Sounds just a it. Scottish thing. We're a bit, we're a bit nuts. Well, you're the, what you you are the creators of the deep fried Mars bar, right? So right. I mean, <laughs> we've got to we've got to keep pushing it, man. We've set the bar real high. <laughs> All right, sticking with food. What is your drunk food of choice? So you've been out on it. What you uh, what you want? Chips, cheese, and donut. We're on it till the morning. It is all right. There it is. I love it. That is a that is a simple, simple thing. But uh, it's um, I, I, my wife. My wife. My wife loves that stuff as well. When she's drunk, so when you're, when you're drunk, you don't realize how bad it is. When you're sober and you have that, you're like, oh my god, what the hell is this made of? It's awful. <laughs> or you you wake up in the morning, you're hungover, and you look over and you see the greasy wrappers, and you think, ah, I shouldn't have done that. And the shame sets in immediately. You're like, oh, dude. You're uh, right, this next one has been uh, one of our more debatable ones amongst right. bands announcements has come up. Was Metallica right for going after Napster? Was Metallica right for going after Napster? 
Ah, no, I'm losing you again. They're a wrong band to do it. They were the wrong band to do a collection of smaller artists. It's the, the big corporate... I love Mattel immediately seen as this big corporate thing. And mm. that's not what it was. I mean, luckily, things have evolved and all that sort of stuff now in music. But, yeah, with regards to... Na I wasn't in a band when Napster happened, so I don't know exactly what it is. It's Spotify and shit for me now. But I think that it was the fact they were just so bloated. It was this big thing. And it was just like, yeah, fuck off, Lars. You know, coming in, trying to be all... But the concept of it, I get it. I didn't have skin in the game, as they say back then. So I, so I don't know exactly. But, you know, I get his point. But they were the wrong band to do it. Mm. Should have been smaller bands coming through saying, hey, we need we need to keep going. Go on, they always sell. Get paid millions to play download. And the bands, they're the ones that are... Uh, Yeah, was that was a really long answer, man. Sorry. No, no, it's I also fine. think St. Anger is often, you know, fucking. <laughs> it has its moments. <laughs> it does it does? <laughs> right, right. I'm worried we're going to lose the connection again. There's a little bit spotty okay. there, but it came through. So let's do one more, one more, and yep. it is. All right, name one band or artist you'd one day really like to tour with, either as the headliner or as your support, as the support. <laughs> I would love to tour with Empire State Bastard. Ooh. That would be cool, man. Um, our guitarist is obsessed with with, with Empire. Um, so that would be cool, man. I, I, I would love to do that sort of thing. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Amazing. In fact, actually, I've got one more as you're still here. And really, it's because of where you're from. Mm. And I want to get a really strong impression, a good impression of our wonderful, beautiful country. What is the best thing, in your opinion, about Scotland? Best thing about Scotland? I mean, I've got to say music, right? This is yeah. just incredible. And I mean, all genres, it's just a vibe, man. We're, we're, we've got too much time spent indoors writing. That's what it is. <laughs> we don't yeah, have to go outside. <laughs> the Scottish scene is incredible. Do you do you know and follow uh, Bloodstock's Metal to the Masses events? No, it's like a playlist. No, it's um, so Bloodstock Festival uh, does like. Oh, you mean, uh, you... Go again. Well, metal to the masses. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, sure. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. From that, from that, and the up and coming yeah. unsigned uh, um, Scottish bands, it's always one of the strongest of the year. Produces some incredible bands. It's an incredible scene up there. Absolutely. It very much is, man. And, you know, the alternative stuff's kind of coming back. Uh, I think it's maybe coming back all over the UK, to be honest, but it feels mm. like there's some, something rising through in Scotland right now, you know, so it's, it's a lot going on. Something in the water. Um, and on that note, before we lose this connection completely again, Leon, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. It's much appreciated. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at gbhbl.com, our full website where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at 
GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.